The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special Schools In episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 633, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, if you are not drinking trvekvltcoffee.com, True Call Coffee, by now, you must be a new listener, so welcome. Or... You're like myself, and maybe you're not a big coffee drinker, but this is the kind of stuff you need to have in the cabinet, because when you want a cup of coffee, if you're like, oh, I really need coffee, don't drink any of that other crap. Drink True Call coffee. Or, if you have, like, the snobby relative for the holidays that are coming up, and <laughs> you want to, like, see if you can make them infinitely cooler, I guarantee a steaming hot cup of True Call coffee will make that happen. It will absolutely make that happen. Um, because True Call Coffee, you need to be at the website. You need to subscribe. You need to make sure you're on their email list. Because if you're not, you're missing the fact that the Krampus Roast, they're doing a second run because the demand was so great. They're having mm-hmm. all sorts of um, Black November sales. Um, I think that's what they're called. It's, it's either them or Metallica or maybe they're both doing I don't know. But it's just like all flipping November <laughs> sales. Um, you're missing out on Embodiment Printing Press, another wing of the True Cult brand, where there's just all kinds of crazy-ass cool stuff, whether it's screen-printed or handmade pins, just cool-ass stuff that you're going to love as a metalhead. So True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Subscribe today. You're not going to get just great coffee. You're also going to get not one, but two great bands, in some months, three. 
Mm-hmm. So subscribe so you're ready and you get new music and coffee. It's hotter than a church in Norway. My favorite tagline ever. <laughs> and dear snowman, how are you today, sir? Well, I'm going to have to be re-upping my subscription to True Cavalt Coffee because there's less and less reason for stepping out into the world. Like with everything that's going on with this this, this current crisis and all that like manitoba my province my city was doing so well in the cases there was hardly any and you, you know we were doing so oh not anymore not anymore like just every day there's more and more cases we've got to the to the point now where it is now deemed code red up here and basically we're back on lockdown Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. And you guys um, locked down early last time. Yeah, we we did, and it was working. And yeah. then we, you know, some people got, got you know, kind of got complacent and yeah. got, got cocky and were young and dumb. And and here we are back where we are to the point now where it's if you're in public, by law, you got to have a mask on, which I'm all yep. for that. I think that's absolutely fantastic. You know, well, at least in indoors, public indoors. I'm bound and determined to keep wearing this. a mask when this is all over, just to drive people batshit crazy. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. You you step on a bus, you have to have one on. Stores won't won't let you in their establishment without without one on. And now we're till at least December 11th. The only thing like to keep people just from going out there and just frivolous shopping and all that stores are now only right now are only allowed to be um selling like what's deemed essential stuff food clothing um you know like cleaning goods you know stuff stuff well (laughs) fortunately the liquor store is still open See, okay, but, I feel yeah. like records are just as essential as liquor. I mean, I don't know about your youth, but my youth pretty much re- revolved around record stores and liquor stores. So mine too. Yeah, that was called my teens. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I feel like like, like um th- those go hand in hand. It's like peanut butter and jelly. That's you know? right. That's right. I've been saying all week ever since they reinstituted this this lockdown. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like what? New vinyl's not essential. You damn right, right. It's it is absolutely essential, uh-huh. especially if they um, like want to, you know, keep the death rate down. Because I mean, mm-hmm. it might not technically be a COVID death, like meaning you don't have the virus. But if you don't get your new music and some normie gets I, stupid, you oh know, yeah, I might have to kill someone. I mean, yeah. what could happen? You know, uh huh, uh-huh. I need my fix. Like I can just see you now, right in court. Your Honor, I just want to tell you this was a COVID death, but you killed him. Yes, because uh-huh. of COVID, because you wouldn't let me buy a fucking record. That's right. And if you think these handcuffs are going to hold me, you haven't been listening to any metal all your entire life. <laughs> just wait for the breakdown, motherfucker. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Normie judge. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how you should say, like, they go hand in hand, the record store and the in the liquor store, because yeah, that was that's what we did. 
Saturday, you know, ap- afternoons yeah. t- as teens, you know, we would hit the record store, buy new records, and then on the way on the way home or later on that evening, you hit the liquor store to have a couple while you're listening to those new records Hell and all yeah, that. Man. Pushing fifty, that's a Saturday f- again, dude. <laughs> for me, like nothing, nothing has changed, you know, in thirty-five years. <laughs> we um in the in the nineties, man. So there's this place called Bill's Beer Barn. Um, we would frequent that one, and then there was like I think it was the Suds Shack or something. There were like two of them. They're basically like just big old brick warehouses full of beer. Right, because remember, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania Commonwealth, you can only buy liquors in a state-run store, and that's a whole other thing. So we drank a lot of beer, right. and we would get natural ice because it was like nine dollars for a case, you know, and you get like three cases and a cooler, and you pack them in like bullets. I um I met a guy who was um military, and he's like, no, no, man, let me show you how to pack beer in a cooler, and he wasn't kidding because you you lay them you lay them on their side and you put them end to end as tight as you can and then you put the ice on top. It gets so freaking cold so much faster. Like mm. these these military men. That, that's <laughs> that's some oh. important important skills I learned right there. <laughs> you know, but um, I mean uh-huh. that was that was our thing. So then you know you find a field. Um, you get get a good car stereo going and what's the new tape that we got this week? You know, or mm-hmm. CD, like when we got that advanced. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then like a little campfire going. It was, dude, it was a great time. Well, like I said, it's it's a good thing that you kind of brought up, and this is totally unrehearsed. I didn't know you you were going to be talking, you know, about the good old days when we were teens, because as you heard on the top of the hop. We're going back to school in a roundabout way. We're kind of well. We don't. I, I, I'm hesitant to call this a creature feature because well, you're the um, creature being featured. Because I was just about to say, yeah, like it's it's. Uh, well, I don't know what you would call this. Okay, and we'll get to it when we get to that segment. But essentially, yeah, um, the creature feature apparently is me. So <laughs> it's definitely going to be something different, which kind of connects back to the good old days of high school and all that. And quite frankly, yeah, like maybe this would have been more appropriate in um, like July or September or, or June or September or something like when the, the end of the school year, the beginning, you know, like those days, you know, were more connected to where we are right now, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of hap- happenstance the way things worked out and all that. So it's like, you know what, let's, let's go with this. And it would be a good time as well to uh, share some uh, stories, metal related back in high school. So yeah, I've been totally looking forward to this all week. So if there's, Nothing further than I think it's time to get on with it. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Oh, hey, dude, what's going on? Dude, this week, man, 
Um, I, I really haven't done much. So I'm drinking this beer right now from a local brewery, West Book Brew, West, fuck, West Brook Brewing. It is called Citrus Redacted. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Holy shit, is this tart. And, um, you know, um, our our listeners who who are, you know, been with us a little bit will know that I do enjoy a tart beer, but wow, did I pucker up when I suck this sucker down. Um, <laughs> but man, like, I, I, I started thinking, I'm like, I, normally I write stuff down all week about my metal fix and stuff that's going on. I don't think I've done a single thing metal. Like, I've been practicing bass, or no, mm-hmm. yeah, upright bass. Uh, like the rockabilly slap we talked about. I've been cleaning up my yard because we're getting a shed tomorrow. I feel like there's something else I wanted to say around all that. But I'm just just freaking exhausted this week, man. And then, like, um, you know, my son and I have been playing Magic the Gathering all week. Right on. Yeah, so that, that's been our thing. Um, and he doesn't know this yet, but um, I managed to find some Japanese collector card sets that oh, I'm going to surprise him with. Because um, you can only get Mechagodzilla in the Japanese sets. So we won't know what we get until we open them. But nonetheless, we have Japanese cards. Right on. I'm excited right on. Yeah, but anyway, sure. that's it, man. Like, there's... I, I was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, I don't think I've done <laughs> shit this week. Well. You know? No, it happens. It happens. With everything that's going on in the world, sometimes, you know, there's just well, priorities. Dude, that's just it. Like, because so first of all, um, I saw in the news, like we're on the third wave. I'm like, huh, I missed the second one. Um, huh. And like, they're not reporting on it like they used to here. Like it, because I think they're realizing that they haven't been able to keep everybody as afraid as they were. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say that the U.S. is still leading everybody in cases and all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know. But we still can't count a fucking vote. Huh. Um, I like I, I, every now and then, like I check. I'm like, do we have a president yet? Nobody really knows. Well, it's he's Biden's the president elect, but I still think there's. I think, I think Trump is trying to do some lawsuits or whatever and all that. But I think I think the common consensus is everyone is just like, just concede already, asshole. I, yeah, but I I don't think it's like it's been officially called. Like I, I think it's still up in the air because there's recounts and stuff. Well uh, like I said though, with with me, it's like I voted for Kodos, if you know that reference. No. Oh, okay. Remember the Simpsons? Nope. Like, I, so I was okay. never a Simpsons fan. Can you believe <laughs> oh, okay. that? Never, oh, okay. never. And and I'm aware of the show. Like I've watched episodes and almost all my friends love it. I was never a Simpsons guy. Uh, okay. Well, on the Simpsons, there's these two aliens, yeah. uh, Kane and Kodos. Okay. And one of their Treehouse of Horrors, they had invaded the Earth. And they, um, it was when Bob Dole and uh, Clinton were running for president. Bob Dole, the, pure beam these, energy. <laughs> these, these, these aliens took over their, you know, they they kidnapped Clinton and Dole, took their identities, and then they ran, you know, as them for and president. And the idea was, it didn't matter who won; they were just looking to overtake the world. You know, and the whole, you know, it's 
it's the two party it's the one party system masquerading as the two party system okay you see what's what's happening here oh yeah it's one one alien is republican the other alien is the democrat and they they both have the same agenda but they're kind of playing it up to the public okay well kang kang wins the election and of course the aliens have now taken over the earth and homer you know, or uh, Marge Simpson starts complaining about how, you know, well, what a tyrant Kang is. And Homer says, well, don't look at me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, that's what the, you know, that's what the, that's what the Republican <sighs> system in America is. You know, yeah. it's voting. <laughs> well, don't look at me. The world's gone to shit. Well, don't look at me. I voted for for the other guy yeah well yeah you know what like i wonder if we could start voting in people like Jimi hendrix i mean if like dead people can vote why couldn't they be president why can't yeah sure sure i got more faith in Jimi hendrix as a president than uh than than either of these two guys so hey why not why not and even dead even dead hendrix is still Still significantly cooler than both those guys combined. Oh my goodness! Think about how much fun this would be. So here's how we run his presidency, right? So we elect <laughs> Jimi Hendrix posthumously, and for every decision, we just put like everything he has on an iPod, and we hit shuffle, and we hit shuffle, and we randomly hit pause, and whatever the last word it said, that's what we're gonna need, you know. <laughs> so so like, um, you know, Mr. President. We need you to choose a new Justice of the Peace. And you're, well, well, foxy lady. <laughs> All right, there Miss Fox, you, you've made the cut. You know? I like that. I like that. that That's definitely oh better than going to the ballot box. Fucking right, man. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Great idea. Great idea for my metal fix. Uh, Why? Well, Discovered some new tunes, a couple cool records across my desk, but actually uh, something I wanted to share here first is, um, okay, I've said this before. And I'll you know, say and it again. I'll say it again, and I've talked about it on the show, but at work, I only have terrestrial radio. I only have an mm. old-fashioned ghetto blaster, and the only thing that works on it So I is, have to ask a great question here. Um because I thought ghetto blaster was like a very American term. Are there ghettos in Canada? Um, is there a Canadian ghetto, or is that there, something you there are from us? there are ghettos? But I'm sure the people that like the big metropolitan, you know, cities like New York, if you live in a ghetto, if you took a look at a Canadian ghetto, you'd probably go, "Wow, this is paradise." But would they have the same radios? Like, like were, were, were they the boombox, you know? Yes, yes. Ghetto Blaster boombox. Yes, we use those expressions as well. But in the Canadian ghetto? Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just really fascinated because, <laughs> you know, like, it, it was, um, there's all these little things. I'm like, wow, really? That happens in Canada? You know, like, just every now and then. I'm just like, wow. Anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, yes. so sorry, yeah, Canadian Ghetto Blaster. Yeah. Keep going. Yes, and that's all I have at work is a Canadian Ghetto Blaster, right. which is basically like a moose going. Wah! That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> 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 
one of the radio stations, okay, and I just discovered this now in their programming, but Mondays on that station is known as Metallica Mondays. Oh, yes. Where at this, the, the beginning of every hour, at the top of every hour, they play a Metallica song. Okay, now I stroll into work, you know, at the top of the hour, and this mo- this past Monday, I missed the first hour because my cohort was, you know, out in in my in out in the area, had the chick music on and all that. Okay, whatever. I noticed this next hour, you know, by then, you know, she's she's gone off doing something else. I've commandeered the Canadian Ghetto Blaster, and. Um, Change, change the station, and I hear and justice for all. Wow, that's pretty good. After afternoon commercial radio, it's like, oh wow, holy shit, this this is awesome. So I crank it, and all work stops. Okay, when there's a good song on the radio, yeah. like cease, nothing. Okay. The next hour rolls along. Oh my god, you, I, I, I hear battery. Wow. Of all songs. It's like, holy jeez. Like, yeah, yeah, this is amazing. Okay, the next hour, though, it's Hero of the Day or whatever one of those ballads is from Reload, I guess. And that just kind of, you you, you know when someone just takes the wind right out of your sails? Like, you're totally pumped about something. It's like, yeah, this this is great. I can't wait to the next one. And then it's like, oh. Boo. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The following hour, though, was their version of the Misfits "Die, Die, My Darling." So I don't like that when, one because that, that's from the Garage Days uh, Inc. Right, Garage Inc. Inc. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, and it's funny because um, me and uh, one of my buddies who was a Metallica fan, where his first album that he came on board for was the Black Album. Like, he thinks the Garage Inc. is fantastic, and he loves all the new covers. I'm like, dude, listen to the last ones that was re-revisited and then listen to those again. Like, the same fire is not there. Like, it felt slower. Just, yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm not as big of a fan of, of those covers as I am, like, Garage Days. Oh, the five, 598 is... Yeah, you can't touch the 598, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's absolutely amazing. Um, but, of course, as, as a merciful fate... And old school Metallica fan, their rendition of that Merciful Fate medley on on Ink. Yeah, that's hard to top though. Anyways, like that's just this the idea like of those songs on afternoon radio. So it's like I'm not one of those guys that's like uh Monday, you know, because I like to do me do things. Yeah, I, I like I like to schedule things. Go. Like if it's Monday, instead of getting the Monday blahs, okay, I go to I went to a lot of shows before all this shit went down, and you know I went to the movie theater and all that. Schedule something cool for Mondays and give Monday a reason to look forward to. And I think at least while I'm at work, you know, I think I'm going to be looking forward to the top of the hour just to see, you know, what kind of cool stuff they come up with. Or just like, kind of make a game. Just get up and go for it in general, man. Like, you know, there's Steve Jobs, love him or hate him, because he's a polarizing character. But 
One of the things that he said that I really took to heart and I think is great, he says every morning he looks in the mirror and he asks himself if he wants to be doing what he has to do that day. And he told her, and he said, he's like, if the answer is no, too many days in a row, it's time to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a brilliant philosophy to live by because how many people fucking hate Monday, fucking hate going to work, like, you know, mm-hmm. like figure out how to love it. You know, I mean, I, I feel very fortunate for the gig that I have. Um, I, I love it. I love the people I work with. And I mean, there's frustrations. There are people that drive me batshit crazy. There are, of course. you know, bureaucracy that drive me batshit crazy. But 99% of the time, it's like, it's a good fucking fun day. You know, uh-huh. like it's a challenge. It's new skills. It's all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, if Monday sucks, maybe it's you. Make something of it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Speaking of Metallica, and I just heard about this today, and okay, it will be available, I guess, today as you're hearing this for the first time on podcast form. Diamond Head have re-recorded their classic debut album, Lightning to the Nations, and calling it Lightning to the Nations 2020. They're re-recording... That whole record, it's available now on Silver Lining Records. They re-recorded that that record, okay, with the new lineup and the new singer. Of course, Mr. Tatler is still in the band, obviously. It's, it's his puppy. And uh, a couple cool covers. It's Judas, Judas Priest, Sinner, and what I just heard this morning. And I was cranking this, and dude, I got absolute chills Hearing Diamond Head and their version of No Remorse. No, Diamond Head cover yeah. Metallica. Yeah. Talk about full circle. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's right. No Remorse. It's absolutely no fantastic. Oh, I haven't wow. heard the full record yet, but it's definitely on my list. Oh, we need to. I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pissing around on Bandcamp this week, I discovered a really cool independent label out of italy called dismal fate and what it looks like they're doing is um focusing on re-releasing older albums and demo tapes you know onto cassette i appreciate that people are doing that right yeah because that's like that's archiving stuff you know making sure people hear it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially like i stumbled on them when i discovered okay this they're they're re-releasing the classic Necrophagia album, Season of the Dead, and the Death is Fun album on a new package on cassette. And it's like, oh, this is really cool, you know. So I grabbed the um, I grabbed the digital version of the of those two albums because I ha- I have Season on vinyl already from way back in the day, like from 1987. Speaking of our teen years. And all that, but it's okay. This is cool. I'm gonna grab those. And as well, they're um, they're re-releasing a really cool um, 12-incher from back in the day from Deteriorate. Their manifested apparitions of unholy spirits EP. They put they put that out on the cassette. So yeah, I think I'm gonna fire a couple bucks off to get the physical copy of those man necrophage on cassette that would be awesome hell yeah man uh, yeah yeah and some really cool 
records across my desk available right now. Um, Grinders Ilsa, their latest record, Prayer, instead of, it's not supposed to sound like prayer, but it's P-R-E, P-R-E-Y-E-R, and all that kind of a cool play on words. They're a really cool grind band that I discovered um, during the War on Music record shop days. You know, they had a lot of releases. 91 Albert Street. 91 Albert Street, yeah, yeah. They, um, for our old-time listeners, yeah, yeah. They put out a lot of cool stuff on um, Dominic uh, Romeo's A381, A389 records. Then we sold a lot of their stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, we always had a lot of Ilsa stuff. And their latest record now, available now on Relapse. We're going to drop a track from them. But before we get to that, okay, imagine... If you will. Okay, imagine if you will. Here we are. Let's go back to our teens again. But it's about, oh, I don't know, 1983, 84... And you're in a really cool record shop in yeah. London or Manchester, You don't know who England. I am, apparently. Not in 83, <laughs> 84. Like, we're talking, like, I think by 84, I discovered Kiss and Twisted Sister. So maybe 84. But yeah, 83, oh, okay. I was still into Culture Club. Oh, okay. Well, we won't tell anyone. But Culture Club in London <laughs> would have been pretty cool, too. Oh, th- do you that, really yeah, want to hurt me? They were huge in England, even even bigger here than here. You know, like that 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 type of '80s new new wave sound new wave was club just music over big time in England. Yeah, well, Matt, now picture you if you will. Okay, you're in a cool record shop in London or Manchester or whatever. Okay, and this is the time of the new wave of British heavy metal sounds you know which gave us the diamond head and the praying mantis and all that well there is a band their latest record i think actually their debut full length or right out of detroit a band called white magician dealers of divinity there that record is now available on cruise del sur music you could have taken this band okay and it's got that 70s, you know, power rock influence that, you know, you heard like definite Sabbath that would have, if you were a fan of Sabbath, Purple and all that from the 70s pentagram bands like that, you definitely would have dug this band. But cool, cool, cool Blue Oyster Cult and old school Merciful Fate sound mixed in with a little bit of new wave of British heavy metal really really sweet so we're going to uh how about the title track from white magician this is dealers of divinity
From that aforementioned Ilsa record, Prayer, available now from Relapse, that was Sibboleth. Really, really good stuff. Go and check both those records out as well. Like that's that's that that's that's a snowy record shopping day. Find find something really really cool, but kind of of different sounds, different genres, and for some reason they just sound really cool together. You'll remember, my friend, the. Uh, I guess it was back in January. We lost one Neil Pert from Rush. Yes. Yes, you know, drummer extraordinaire and all of that. A really big, obviously, Rush is like a religion up here in Canada. And a really big fan of the Canadian power trio was a good friend of mine, Mr. Mark Buell. You remember we had him on and we did our Rush Spotlight and we, you know, we had a good time. We laughed, we cried because we all love Rush so much. Okay. Me and Mr. Buell, we go back, oh, geez, 79. We were like eight years old and 40 years later, we are still friends, you know, from a distance. I'm here in Winnipeg. He's in Ottawa. You know, the capital of Canada. Well, he got a hold of me the other day and he said, dude, I need a favor of you if you don't mind. Oh, okay, sure. What's up? He said, well, when I was on the show, okay, um, my son Isaac, who's in high school now, 15 years old, he had to do a report on i think it was a report on on a on a radio show and all that and he he chose radioactive metal okay great fantastic um and as well he's got another project that he would like a hand with oh okay what's that well he needs to do a podcast Oh, okay. Well, I think he has the right person for this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know a thing or two about that. You know, radioactive metal just celebrated its 14th year in the year. One of the original metal podcasts, going from way back when. Sure. uh, What do what What do you need? You know, said. Well, Isaac wants to interview you for it. He wants to do. A podcast on the history of heavy metal. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Holy jeez. And I just, I got to tell you, I was floored. Right. Dude, you're the person to talk yeah. to, for real. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'll, I'm inclined to agree with that because, you know, like, here we are once again talking about our teen years in the 80s and all that. I stumbled upon metal in 1984. And here we are, many, many, literally decades later, I'm still knee-deep in the scene, you know, you know, especially the new stuff, even more so than kids half, half, half my age. So thank you. Oh, yes. I, yes. You know, um, so I offered up my services. And what Isaac said is he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to ask you some questions. We'll sit down. And we'll discuss the wonderful world of heavy metal. Wow. Okay. Well, hit me with your best shot, son. 
And so that's what we did. I decided, okay, as cool as this is, I think I'm going to press record on my end because I think this, you know, <laughs> maybe in lieu of a creature feature, let's kind of share this with our um, with our listeners and maybe give them, you know, because a lot of our listeners, you know, our veterans are are you know guys pushing our age maybe this will kind of give them a trip down memory lane to their high school day so without further ado once again thank you very much mark and isaac buell i had a really good time and this is i don't our chat with isaac buell and well your cool uncle snowy check it out what was your kind of like your favorite metal band starting off like when you first started getting into metal? Oh, well, um before I went metal full time, you know, there was the um odd hard rock heavy metal bands that um you really didn't go too far into the underground. I guess maybe uh like I was like dip, like the first three Def Leppard records, particularly Pyromania, um, Van Halen, The Runaways, and of course ACDC, kind of bands like that. I kind of discovered and had albums of Kiss, you know, seventies Kiss, and all that. Um, before I went metal full time, that was kind of the stuff that I that I enjoyed and got into while listening to you know. 70s and 80s rock and pop and just basically whatever like when i was like i went metal full-time at 13 but leading up to that from you know like six or seven all the way up to 13 i listened to a a variety of things going metal full-time i guess it was around 1984 13 years old i heard the band venom yeah. Now, what? 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 I don't know if you know who Venom is, or you know if you picked up on them, but they were this really. They 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 were like one of the heaviest bands at the time, and they had a lot of the satanic images. They were basically the very first black metal band. Yeah. And yeah, this this was pre pre early 90s before the black metal sound was fully established you know the way uh bands like mayhem and burrs and all that they kind of defined that sound but throughout the 80s before there was an absolute black metal sound it was all about the lyrical content and the image you would have bands that sounded nothing alike but they were considered black metal like Venom, like Merciful Fate. The first Slayer album was considered black metal back then. And if you were to say that now <laughs> to a to a Slayer fan, they'd be like, what do you know? That's crazy. They were never black metal. Uh, I was there. You know, I I, I I remember them being called black metal and falling into that, that whole category because they had the image and the lyrics. Yeah, I want to talk about Say I like going back to Satanism and metal, and I was watching a video about uh, from people in the '80s talking about how this whole thing is satanic. And my dad actually said, "You you guys used to uh, 
play tapes backwards to see if there was actually any hidden messages. And like, I just want to ask, like, what what led you to want to do that? Well, the 80s, um, there was a whole thing called the Satanic Panic, where just the 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 conservative right was absolutely convinced that you know ACDC was going to make you go to hell like and all these bands were evil and satanic and they sacrifice babies and chickens and like it, it just it metal equaled the devil yeah you know the when you did the when you did the horns that Ronnie James Dio did that's the devil's horns and all that well no it was actually dio's uh grandmother that she used to do that do the horns to ward off spirits and all that back in back in the old country um so yeah there was a lot of people were afraid of backward masking there was going to be backward messages it was going to make you kill yourself and it wasn't just it wasn't just metal songs like uh don't fear the reaper from the blue oyster cult that was supposed to make you kill yourself and all that when really it's one of the most romantic songs you're ever going to find. I believe it's about growing old together as, 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 as a couple. And there's just, and it wasn't just every certain Christian groups, you know, every felt like a lot of them, I should say at least felt that even non-metal like Madonna was going to make you go to hell. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because of the sexually lyrics, you know, and all all of that. So yeah, yeah, the eighties, yeah, it was known as this the Satanic Panic. It got it was spurned by, or it started with bands like ACDC and definitely Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast album, because uh-huh. it had the devil had the devil on the cover and you know six 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 the Number of the Beast and all that and. You know, it didn't help that Geraldo, I don't know if you know who Geraldo is, but many years ago it was a TV talk show, and there was a big special, I remember, I was in my teens, and there was a big special about how heavy metal was satanic, and it was going to make you go to hell, and all of this stuff all whipped Joe and Jane Average up into a frenzy that... You know, oh, this is the devil's music, and you're gonna go to hell. And you know, it's you're gonna. If my son listens to this, he's gonna make him kill. The lyrics are gonna make him kill himself, and all that. There was a, there was a rather famous trial. The heavy metal band Judas Priest. Oh yeah. The these two young men, they had a murder suicide, or they 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 had a suicide pact, and there was a Judas Priest record on the turntable. You know, when they had done it, one had survived and the surviving, the surviving parents um, actually tried to sue Judas Priest saying, oh, here's a backward message. You know, when they they spun the record backwards and they thought they heard the word do it. And somehow that was, oh, this is what made my son try to kill himself and all that. So now we're going to sue Judas Priest for millions of dollars. The funny thing about that, though, is as a music fan that bought lots of vinyl, the idea of turning the record backwards, it just makes me go, 
that can't be good for the record. <laughs> that can't oh. be good for the needle. You're 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 screwing up your uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're screwing up your turntable here. Why would you do that? You know, you know what my brother and I used to do is we'd record the album on a cassette tape and flip the reels. Oh, yeah, okay. That one out. But there's also the, you know, D. Snyder in front of um, yeah, uh, Congress, just the PMRC. Oh, oh, of course, with the PMRC. Yeah, that was definitely that. Um, that that showed that, like, Mr. Snyder showed that uh, a heavy metal fan can be articulate and know what he's talking about and just be intelligent in general, but it also got a lot of attention to where it did, it wasn't helping metal's case at all because they would just take pe- people not even listening to what he was saying, but just take one look at him and go, Oh, see here he is on yeah. national TV looking all scary and all that, even though he made, he made Congress look, look foolish. He really did. Yeah. I watched like 20 minutes of that uh, thing. And it was weird because I wasn't like, like this guy comes in with jeans, a jean jacket, <laughs> his, his weird like normal metalhead uh, kind of attire, while everyone else is just w- uh, wearing suits. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that's kind of a <laughs> statement. Definitely, definitely. To this day. Metal fans, even the younger generation, I've noticed this comes up in topic in in conversation on Facebook and just having a couple beers in the bar and all that. Like D. D. Snyder, you know, to giving it to the PMRC and Congress and all that. It's a topic of conversation that still comes up, and we talk about it a lot on Radioactive Metal too over the years. Yeah. Um. Like, and now I like there's Christian metal bands. Like, one big one comes to mind as I lay dying. Mm-hmm. The, the singer for as I lay dying actually went to prison for murdering his wife. Or well, he hi- did, he did, or hiring a hitman to murder his wife. And, yeah, that happened. And, um, um, yeah, and it, it was kind of it's kind of surprising, like. Like that, I there's not much crime in metal, even though like bands like Demo Borgir and stuff like like burn churches and stuff. Uh, and like it's it's it was surprising when I first heard it. And I wanna I wanna talk to you about like what 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 do you think kind of leads people astray from like kind of the Christian or like the religious aspect of metal and how that kind of can mess with someone's mind. Well, growing up in a Christian household, I got dragged kicking and screaming to church every Sunday until I was 18. Okay. So like I kind of, I kind of had a kind of a grip on the Christian values and mentalities and all that. And quite honestly, just from, as I learned more about behind the scenes doing radioactive metal and all that you find a lot of these so-called christian bands really weren't you heard you heard many stories of these these underground christian bands that 
after the show, you'd see them in the strip bar and all and all that. And I'm just kind of like, mm, no, no. And I really had to question exactly how Christian, as I lie dying, was like that yeah. was a huge what what you were talking about was it was an absolutely huge thing the singer trying to get the the hitman and all that 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 gave us so many hours of discussion yeah. for the show because he ended up going to jail and then when he came out you had to discuss well what, do we re-embrace this band do we care like and all all of that so from my from my perspective it gave us it gave us copy for the show i never had really much faith in a lot of these bands actually being christian probably probably the most famous so-called christian metal band was a band called striper in the 80s during the hair metal heyday and they just got a little too gimmicky with it they would have songs albums called like to hell with the devil and then they would they would throw out bibles um it in uh at their live show and all that 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 said i do and i've enjoyed a number of christian metal bands over the years just kind of like okay they're I'm not really digging what they're saying, but you know what? A good band is a good band. I'm not a Satanist either, you know, but I enjoyed Merciful Fate and Venom and I enjoy black metal today. To this day, I will listen to a, to a, to a cool, cool Christian band, you know, if, if they, you know, when they, if they give me something that I can really sink my teeth into. I remember going to see uh, the band Disciple, and one of the support acts, I can't remember, I can't remember who they were, but I had gone to see them play. I spoke to the bassist of the support act at the merch table, and the idea was going to see, okay, I was going to go see this band, and then afterwards maybe hit the bar, you know, go out and have a, have, have a good time and all that. But after speaking to this young lady and all that, it's like, well... My wife is working the late shift at the video store where she was working at. It's like, uh, instead of going to the strip bar or something, maybe I should just go see my wife now after talking to this young lady. So <laughs> I guess when a Christian says, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, <laughs> it, 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 it kind of did for me that night. After talking to this girl, there was no way <laughs> that I was going to go out and all that. So... Yeah, I, personally, I don't let I don't let like religion dic- dictate what I listen to. Like I I put more I put more stock, and if if I know what kind of a human being is that's creating the music, like if I know the guy's a total scumbag, you know, uh, I I'm kind of like I have a hard time separating the art from the artist. In that case, while I can separate art from artists when it comes to like religious uh-huh. lyrics and all that, I hope that answered your question. With with that said, um, yeah, my parents they they obviously knew who Venom were and they knew about the satanic stuff and all that, but they also realized that okay, this is just entertainment, this is just lyrics. 
you know, they're not, uh, I'm, they, they knew just by raising me and what kind of people they were and what kind of person I was, they, they knew I wasn't going to be sacrificing goats or I wasn't going to sneak into their room and pull a, a Menendez on them or anything like that. They, you know, we're raising a good guy. He just listens to what they thought was goofy music. That's all. And one person comes to mind, Varg Vickerness. Have you ever heard yeah. of him? <laughs> when I said scumbag, okay, <laughs> I had Varg in mind. Yes, I, oh. yeah, yeah, Varg from Burzum and all that. And he did some time in Mayhem and all that. He, he yeah. he's, I don't talk about him above very much i'm very i'm very protective of heavy metals dirty dirty laundry when when it comes to just talking to what i call normies non-metal heads non-punks non-goths non-skaters just joe 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 and jane average okay like i don't talk about you know the church burnings i don't i don't talk about varg and shit like that it's just no no absolute complete scumbag yeah no and he's not he's not rep representative of what metal is yeah no he's representative of of lack of good mental health services <laughs> yeah yeah like like if and i don't want to get too 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 political here but if this guy was american trust me you would see the trump stuff right you know, yeah. all over his car and his hat, and he would be wearing the mega hat and and all of that crap and all that. But I don't, don't I don't want to get on that topic because I'll go all night, and that's not yeah. what we're going to talk about here. Yeah, and kind of, I want to talk about how like the earlier scene of metal influenced now. I mean, it obviously has like Black Sabbath influenced a ton of bands now. Right, so it's kind of obvious, but I want to talk about like what kind of sounds like kind of transferred over into 80s metal to modern metal and how kind of that revolutionized the sound. Well, definitely um, <clears throat> the 80s, like, like in terms of the underground, and this is the first example um, with, with a black metal band, there is a band called Bathory. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they you look at any black metal band from today, yeah. You will find a at least half of you know the the Bathory discography in their in their collection. They that that was the band that pretty much started the Norwegian sound of the early eighties and a lot of the um the war metal type Type, type type bands now big big um big big influences from Bathory definitely yeah another one I really think um, Metallica oh yeah even before they really broke big in the early 90s a lot a lot of bands today modern thrash bands like like your har harlots your eviles exmortis warbringer bands the young guns, the young bands like that would have a big, a big Metallica in, influence on them as well. Um, uh, the hair metal. Okay. Um, I don't think I don't there like, there is still some of these bands 
around like quite right in some way shape or form are still around la guns in some way shape or form are still around but there is no bands now being influenced by 80s hair (laughs) like like none none now the 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 demise of 80s hair a lot of that gets blamed on you know the emergence of grunge you know, it was it was Nir, it was Nirvana that killed glam and all that. I I don't I don't agree with that. Glam and hair metal, okay, they're they're when they when it really took off, they had they they were selling records to 16, 17, 18 year olds in Middle America, not just in L.A., not just in New York, but but all throughout and throughout Canada as well. By the by, by the time the '90s rolled along, those 16, 17 year olds are now having are graduated, going to college, having kids, getting jobs. Who has time to listen to music? Psychos like me, yeah, okay, but <laughs> not, but but not too many people did, and so that fan base just kind of gave up on music in general. Their younger siblings, okay, never picked up their Pretty Boy Floyd albums that their older siblings had. They discovered Pearl Jam, you know. That's no, no, that 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 poison. That's the old stuff, you know. This is the new stuff, and so that's I think that's what killed hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and up. Going on like the aspect of the kind of the timeline of metal, I want to talk about what what you think the future of metal would look like, because I think it's kind of like not a dying genre, but it's slowly going out. At least that's my opinion. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, I in right right now there is no scene <laughs> okay yeah. no one is buying any records and no one is touring like okay but you know pandemics aside and all that it's definitely changing the days of metal bands selling you know gold records platinum records that that's done and then you know it's, it's not just it's 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 not just metal it's it's all genres as well i don't ever see i don't ever see metal dying mm-hmm. um it's just going but we're not going to see i can't think of any bands you know with that came out in the last 10 even 20 years that um are going to be the next metallica that are yeah. going to be the, the next the next Guns and Roses. Yeah, maybe um, Avenged Sevenfold kind of came close for a while, but you know, there's not going to be another Iron Maiden at at this rate. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Like, I hear a lot of metalheads saying there's never going to be another Metallica. Like, that's the most kind of used quote I've heard about mm-hmm. metal or like Slayer or something, and which I agree with that kind of the big days of metal with the big four Iron Maiden, Slayer, Metallica, they're gone, right? Right, right. There will there will always be big, big successful bands. 
Yeah. But none, you know, from the last couple decades are going to the 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 only people that are going to fill arenas are bands that were filling arenas 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And like there there's like and I want to talk about like there's kind of smaller smaller underground genres that kind of have caught my eye and I'm seeing like maybe that could be a kind of famous genre but like still not as big as like not even as big as like modern deathcore or something and it's like one of the like gore grind like modern grindcore and like uh kind of thrash like under underground thrash metal and i right right. i think that's it because it kind of sounds different from what those genres used to be right thrash was like kind of like slayer like slayer had their own distinct sound nobody could sound like slayer so it's kind of differentiated from that and i want to ask like if there were to ever be another slayer metallica which there won't what do you think would happen to the metal scene from that happening um well they say high tides raise all ships and i don't necessarily know if i totally believe that just because one band really takes off that doesn't necessarily mean in today's atmosphere is that going to happen for for everyone um but oh like if but it could it could it could only help though like who like who knows like if if uh, someone you know joe and jane average sees okay my son or my friend is really into this band and it sounds really good and you know it's one of the the bigger bands curiosity well what else is out there you know like a kind of in order like there there would have to be another gateway band like for a lot a whole new generation to jump on and i i don't know if we're going to get that huge gateway band to you know for to raise the tide to raise all ships yeah and like the future like it's not you can't predict the future obviously so it's kind of like this 50 50 chance that there's going to be another kind of big band or not which there probably isn't that's my thought Mm -hmm. and like the big bands right now, all I can think of, wasn't ACDC putting out an album this month? Yeah, and they just, that Power Up just dropped last Friday. Yeah, and uh, Metallica's coming back on with like a live album, I think. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, they just had their part two of their, um, their S&M with... Uh, the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra? Yeah, yeah, that. It, which is, it's not, like, a completely new album, right? It's, no, it's, no. Like, it's not new music, and I feel like 
Metallica and like Slayer and stuff like in their prime was the metal that you would go to if you were like, oh, hey, that's that's what metal is. But now what you would go to, I don't even know because it's it's such it's so different now because there's so many different genres. And that's key. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's 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 definitely key. One of the things that really bothers me about a metal fan is when someone who and you know obviously they know nothing. They haven't been following it. They know absolutely nothing. When they say it all sounds the same. Oh. <laughs> and when I hear that, I just I respond by saying then you're tone deaf. You yeah. have to be. If you cannot tell the difference, because there's there's eight hundred million different subgenres, yeah. metal metal mixed with country and rap and opera and just straight up rock. And if you yeah. can't tell the difference, you know between blues and opera and rap, then you're tone deaf. Yeah. You know, and that that ends the conversation in a hurry. Yeah, and, like. You know, and then people say, well, what makes you, why, what makes you, you know, <laughs> you know, well, I'll, I'll, I've been talking to bands for 14 years. I've been following the, the business now and all that. I, I think I know a little more than, you know, you who's, who's, you know, your exposure to metal is, you know, ACDC on the radio once in a while or your idea of metal is you heard of this band called Metallica and all of a sudden you're going to tell me yeah. anything? I don't think so. You know, I, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But believe me, son, it happens. It happens. And, and there are people that will judge you. Yeah. Okay. There is a social prejudice. That's what I call it. There will people that that, that will ju judge you just because you're a metalhead, just because you're a punk, just just yeah. because of you, just because of your t-shirt or your hair is too long. Yeah, it's big. It's 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 total. It's to it's total bigotry. Yeah, last summer I dyed my hair black because I wanted mm -hmm. right. And there's two kids in my class. Not gonna name names, but they keep calling me screamo. Or like, you know, I've heard I've heard testament called screamo by people that didn't know any better. Yeah, and once I probably deserved it, but like I I hate Korean pop music. It's the worst. I'm uh -huh. sorry, but there was this girl last year, and she she randomly came up to me and said. What's that band? And it was like Metallica, like, like, and I was like, I can't, I think I kind of deserve it. It was like, why do you listen to K-pop? Well, why do you listen to that screamo bullcrap? I'm like, oh, wait a minute, like, <laughs> yeah, like, and like, I know, like, I've listened to a tiny bit of screamo, mm -hmm. and it's completely different. Like, I don't understand how people could even get the impression that the music that I listen to, punk, metal, and rock and stuff like that, is 
just all the same genre screamo. Well, people don't know like your normies, okay, don't know that that screamo is an actual subgenre. They just hear the harsh, aggressive vocals. Oh, they're just screaming. I've heard that since 1984. I've heard that they're just yeah. screaming. They're not really singing. And then, in some way, shape, or form, somehow they hear the expression screamo. Okay, and then they just kind of put, they ignorantly just put two and two together, and now all metal is screamo. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even know what screamo is. It's just an expression that you kind of picked up, and now you're ignorantly applying it to everything. And it's just, it's at that, it's at that point where I know, okay, you know, you know what, you and I are done this conversation because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's in, and you can't, you can't break that. Like talking to these people is like talking to a wall. Because they don't want to hear it. They just want to give you their two cents. And you're never going to convert anyone. And if you have to convert someone, I don't know if I want that person in the scene anyways. Because it's false. There's no passion there. They got convinced of it. Uh And all that. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If, If I use Screamo, you know what what's going on some yeah. normie uses screamo you know okay this person doesn't know what the hell they're talking about yeah. and that kind of brings to like uh people wearing band shirts that they don't know <laughs> that's that's a big thing on the internet right now people um yeah it's it being a uh a fashion thing yeah and I saw this one, I think it was one of the Kardashian sisters, was wearing a Slayer shirt. Uh-huh. And the guitars for Slayer wore a, a shirt that said, kill the Kardashians in response. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and like the metal social media scene blew up on it. Now there's like memes about it. There's like complete, there's like videos about it. And it, God, I just find it so funny. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, because it it goes back to the passion, and there's there is some gatekeeping in that as well. You know, like there are, are some fans that you know, like if if you're not if if you don't know as much as I do about a band, or if you're not into it as much as I am, or if you're not Cavalt like I am, then you're a poser. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so there will always be that type of fan, but then there there are people like, yeah, when I see someone, okay, and you you know it's 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 for fashion, like the Kardashians, it's like, uh, yeah, you you can't you can't take that seriously. Yeah. You know, and like it, it part of me part of part of me says, well, it's whatever. Like the band made the sale off of you and you're a sucker or whatever. So like yeah. what do I care what you wear? But now but because I'm so passionate about something, another part of me does kind of wanna be that that gatekeeper and all that. But you know, it it this isn't just this isn't just now. I remember yeah. 
when um, when Metallica released their 598 Garage Days EP and that 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 whole era, and you would see them in punk shirts, you'd see them in misfit shirts, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden you would see a bunch of metalheads in misfit shirts and all yeah. that. And it's like, can you misfits album? You know, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> And that, like, I have a Misfits shirt, and uh, for a project, I actually did the Misfits logo uh, for a project, and these two, uh, the same two kids that I mentioned earlier, um, were making fun of me, it was like, oh, you like the Misfits, oh, like, and I'm like, oh, you must be the biggest screamo in the world, and I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not, it's, it's not even metal now, yeah. Like... It kind of, like, like why, and plus, again, why does it matter? Like, why does your opinion matter? Why are you calling me out just because I'm different? And I'm not trying to say that I'm different, because I'm not. I just listen to metal. Who cares? That makes you different. Yeah. In my, in my <laughs> eyes, I, I have two worlds, okay? I, I have the real world. Money, okay. bills, responsibilities, okay, job. And then I have a thing called Fun World, <laughs> which is doing the show, which is metal, going to shows, hanging out with metalheads, hanging out with punks, okay? The only people that are allowed to call me Snowy, or I will introduce myself as Snowy, if I haven't met them before, like your dad and I, like we, he, we go way back before... I even really even knew what heavy metal was. Okay, so it's kind of different with him. But now, if I introduce myself to someone as Snowy, then that's me telling them, okay, you're cool. You are a part of um, something special. Uh -huh. So I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you right now, son, you are you are special. You 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 know, being being a metalhead, being a punk in my eyes. Okay, makes you above and beyond. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> and kind of like in that social aspect again, like there's, I'm the only metalhead at my school. So right. uh, it's hard to talk, to kind of uh, share the same musical opinions. But there's this one teacher, actually this assignment is for that teacher. Uh, he listens to punk and metal. Hi, Phil, if you're listening to this. Yes, um, sir. Oh. Yeah, and um, like he's the main person I go to if I have a music recommendation or I, uh, like, I want to talk about music. And again, like at my school, since I'm in a private school, they let me do uh assignments around what i'm most passionate about which is music like in math, in math i'm doing a, a drum beats as uh, kind of they're called polyrhythms anyways um and i feel like i'm fortunate enough to actually have that outlet other than my dad obviously to have that outlet of talking to music because no offense but it kind of gets boring <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> 
Uh, that's that's understandable. Like you want to be around like-minded people, like that have the same interests, that have the same passions, and all that. It was very like there was actually very few at the time. Okay, in high school, the one the one that me and your dad went to, there was very few. Like there there was metalheads, but it was all mainstream metal. It, it was all Poison, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, and then you had a handful of, of us, you know, that was a part of the underground of, you know, metal and punk and all that. There was, you know, there's, the, we, we, we were almost our own little fraternity away from the mainstream. So wanting to share that passion is totally understandable. You know, where we're at musically. Oh, I want to... Uh, this is, I think, all the time we have. I want to wrap it up there. I want to thank you for actually coming to this and agreeing to this. It's been a oh. pleasure talking to you. Definitely. You too, my friend. Um, any, anytime, anytime you have a question, you know, I'll always, I'm always around. I, you can always get a hold of me and you just want to sit down and just, and just yap. You know, yeah. I'm I'm around. I'm around. I'm like I said. I I love your family to death. I would take a bullet for any one of them. And um, anytime, anytime. Thank you. I like I said. I was talking to people at my money job. Hey, this is what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. And they're like, No, no way. Like you, you're the one doing all the interviews, and now you're on the other side of the mic. And it's like, Well, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. So thank you. I appreciate it, guys. If you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion, and when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Once again, thank you very much, guys. We uh, I definitely appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, and let's you know if if ever Isaac, you ever need anything, you know, with regards to music, some advice, or you just you know want to just because the area as you know where he said in our chat where he's from his high school the area that he lives there's not a lot of metalheads around you know so i said okay son you know what give me a shout at any time for anything you just want to kick back and hang with your with your cool uncle snowy which i guess that that expression really works now in this case it really does yeah it really does so if you ever just want to call your cool uncle snowy and just hang i will always be around once again thank you very much what was high school like for you dude in the whole metal world well i yeah, man i guess we really haven't talked about it on the show um i pretty much did not enjoy it like at all no no i hated high school I really did. And right. I, I've never understood the people that are like, oh, high school is the best. 
And I'm like, because honestly, like, I feel like now's pretty damn good. You know, mm. like, like I, I never understand the people that are like, oh, man, high school. I mean, there's there's like, you know, I can I can finally, I think at this point, get nostalgic, but I haven't gone to my reunions. Like, I think about it and I'm like, ah, I'm over it. Um, yeah, because like it was like me and I feel like five or six other people with long hair in my entire school. Right. Right. And I really didn't get along with a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of friends. Because I think I told you, like, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, too. So, Mm -hmm. like, everybody else that knew each other, like, knew each other from their neighborhoods and that sort of stuff. And so that was a barrier because I didn't live anywhere near anybody else I went to school with. It was fucked up, man. Um, So, yeah, like, you know, the small group of friends that I had, I was pretty tight with. And I mean, like... Um, two of them, Sean and John, I still talk to today, you know, right. okay. and mm-hmm. honestly, actually, even my buddy Frank, um, I actually just sent him a guitar. So I, had, I picked up a guitar off a of Craigslist to keep at the office with me. Like when we, you know, when we still did that. And then, um, my buddy Frank last is, I can't believe it's going to be a year. It was like last December. I want to say it was like the day after Christmas. Cause I was visiting my parents when it happened. Um, he fell off a ladder at work, busted his ankle really bad. Um, and he's, I don't think he's been back to work since. Like he's just been all holed up. And so I kept like looking for like, like a deal on a guitar I could send him. Cause you know, we, we both play bass and he has his daughter's bass now at the house. And you know, we were talking, he's like, man, he's like, this would be the time. Like, I would love to play guitar. So I actually, I, I had this guitar that I used to keep in the office. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with it? I'm like, duh. I've been wanting to send Frank a guitar. So I packed it up. I shipped it to him this past week, man. And he's playing guitar. So, like, the friends that I that I had that were really good friends, like, I still talk to. Excellent. You know? But, I mm-hmm. mean, there's really, there's not a lot of people I still talk to. I mean, there's some people I probably wouldn't mind talking to. But for the most part, man, like, I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, you've you've moved on to bigger and better things. I I think the people that go that that say, "Oh, high school, that was the best time of my life." It's I think I think that's those are the people that peaked in high school. And you you know what I mean by peaked, right? Like that that's the best time of their lives. That's when they had the most fun. That's when they were the most popular. That's which whichever expression you want to use you know that that was them at their finest well i would like to think that the last 14 years here on radioactive metal has been snowy at his finest you know as as much as i enjoyed high school and everything that went on with it um i definitely would say like once my daughter came along Okay, that's obviously, you know, the best time of my life. But, you know, as we moved on within life and then the last 14 years doing this show, I certainly think, um, yeah, yeah, I peaked a hell of a lot more and got a lot more going on now than I did back then. I'm with you, man. Did I lose you? No, oh, I'm still okay, here. Sorry. No, I'm just listening. Like I'm, okay. I am totally with you on that statement, dude. Oh, okay. Like, I just, you know, like I mean, there's there's stuff I enjoyed. And like, like 
there are definitely very fond memories I have, especially like music memories. Like, so I can remember study halls in the cafeteria with my mm-hmm. Trapper Keeper and um, guitar magazines. And actually, there's there's a there's a book I have, and it's like probably like six feet from me right now. But um, it was one of the first bass tab books I got after I got my electric bass. And this is how much of a nerd I was. For as much as I love metal and that sort of stuff, I was raised and taught to read music. So I would take that book and I would read the music. <sighs> like I would flip through it. Like, cause there's a couple of stories and things, but I would, I would literally study Iron Maiden lines, you know, because yeah. that's that's what was in there. So yeah, yeah, so I would do that kind of stuff, and then I can remember one particular uh, study hall where I had a metal magazine, and there was another kid. His name was also Aaron. He played guitar, and we were talking about Ingve Malmsteen. Um, and that's probably like the only time him and I really ever talked because he was a he was definitely more like the jock preppy kind of kid. You know, but it was like, you know, we had a moment. It's like, oh, it's nice to talk to him. Like, oh, holy shit, we have, you know, we have something to talk about. That was kind of cool. And, um, you know, like, I just, I remember a lot of metal magazines and sharing metal magazines with, with my friends that enjoyed it. And You betcha. Like, sitting at the lunch table, or <laughs> sitting in a study hall and, like, passing magazines back and forth. I'm like, no, look at this. Or, like, holy crap. And then, um... Like there was, um, there was a girl I was, I used to date, right? So at this point she would have been an ex-girlfriend and mm-hmm. my buddy, Mark, uh, who I think I've talked about on the show, he's the guy involved in the Lenny's incident that we'll talk about someday. Um, mm-hmm. but he told me, he's like, dude, you have to see the new issue of whatever magazine because, um, and this is pretty risque for like, you know, a magazine you could pick up at any newsstand, but it, it had a picture of Gene Simmons Right, playing one of his Padula basses at the time, and you know, Gene was doing all these different things with his Padula basses, and like, because he had the black one, the white one. Well, this one was a pornographic picture of a, and and I don't know if you if you've seen this bass or whatever, but at, I I remember Mark telling me about it because we were talking on the phone, and then the next day, like, I saw that 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 ex of mine, she had that magazine, I'm like, Patty, let me see it. And she's like, sure, you know, because we were still fairly cordial, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I flipped to it. I'm like, holy crap, it's really true. And like you just see, it's like, it, it's like, man, how how do I get into this here? But like, it, it, it is two people, a close up of the genitalia in the act of sex, you know? Okay. Like, like it, and I, I just, I still can't believe I'm like, wow. Like they put that, it's like nobody caught that when they shot the photo <laughs> and put it in the magazine. Cause I mean, you know, like there's no way there's just, I, I, I still to this day can't believe that made it past anybody's censors. Right. You know, right. Like, Which are they, it probably, yeah, here, here, we'll just let it go. Yeah. 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 It's actually, yeah. Like, that that was me in high school as well. Like I always had a Metal Forces or a Kerrang or a Metal Hammer or some punk fanzine or something. Like I always had metal literature in my gym bag, you know, at work and all that. And it was actually because of a metal magazine that Mrs. Snowy and I had our first real conversation. Oh. 
we we were in a class together. We sat across. We sat beside one another in different rows. Okay, and I knew who she was, and who, you know, in the neighborhood, and been the same school for a couple of years now. And like I knew, like she was kind of this rocker chick, but she was into the poison and the Bon Jovi's and all that. And that's fine, whatever, you know. But I'm I'm the brutal underground guy, you know. I like the brutal thrash and black metal and hardcore punk and all that, all that. Well, unbeknownst to me, she kind of had a thing for Snowy here, and one day. She brought a issue of Metal Shop magazine, which never really, they never really lasted very long. Okay, but in inside, you know, inside of this magazine, what had some suicidal tendencies and some prong and probably some sepulture or something and all that. And she just kind of just put it on the edge of her desk, just kind of just so, just so I would notice it, to which I did. Oh. Oh, what you got there? Oh, okay. And I was looking at it and just like, oh, we started talking about it and flipping through it and all this. And I thought this this was great. And she admitted after we started dating and all that, she absolutely loved it that I thought her magazine was so cool. Ha! And all that. And it had a whole bunch of bands in it that she really didn't know. That's awesome. But yeah, she kind of admitted that when, okay, she knew a couple of the bands and she chose to buy it. Because she figured it's something that I would like, and she would use it to get my attention. Here we are, more than 30 years later, you know, <laughs> we're still together because of that magazine. See, that worked out Basically. really well. That's nice. It did. Well, it worked out for me. Like, she might now. She's basically Meatloaf's character in Paradise for the Dashboard Light. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So that that's a really cool um high school story that I'll always remember. I always enjoyed the first day of the new year or the new semester. And I always made sure that I showed up nice and early. Okay, one one of the first people in 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 into the new class. Staked out my seat, you know, in at one of the rows in the back, away for as furthest from the teacher's desk as possible. Wow, yeah, that's a and then you, I, I just, I just watched the door. Okay, just to see who was going to walk through. Okay, like it would be like, oh, oh, okay, he's cool. Okay, I like him. Oh, right on, Scotty, who's my buddy Scotty, who was in a lot of the same classes that I was into, like all the optional classes, art, psychology, sociology, all that. Like we just seemed to gravitate, you know, to those classes. And we just always ended up together. So whenever little Scotty walked in, I knew it was going to be a good semester. When the hot chick walked in, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, there, there we go. I was, you know, that's just one of those, one of those things that I always did. Who is going to walk through that door, good Who's or bad? That girl? You know. Yeah, and then there's there's times it's like, oh, not that fucking asshole, or oh no, she's a bitch, or just you know, like, oh, that was always something. 
you know, it's funny. That. Like, I think back, I'm like, man, I feel like I had that feeling about most of the people. Like, like in my high school. Like, I feel like there's so many girls that I'm just like, oh, God, fucking bitch. You know? <laughs> Well, they were they were the preppy girls that dated the jocks. And... Well, yeah, but that was the majority of my high school. Like, there are very few girls that really liked any kind of metal, you know. Right. And then, like, it's dude, it's so it's so weird to think about now because, like, you look at all the things that are going on and the things that divide us, and you know, it it was it's so stupid to look back now and think about like this this one girl I dated in high school. I grant I was a senior, she was a freshman. And I think that made her parents nervous. But what really made her parents nervous is I had long hair. Like I'm the I I I look like the stereotype for anybody who is doing drugs in my mm-hmm. you know, town, right? Because that was a stereotype. Like if you had long hair, if you wore a jean jacket, if you listen to this loud rock and roll, like you were Obviously, drinking, doing drugs, you, whatever else. You were a bad boy. You yeah. were a bad boy. Which none of no, no, no. All of us, you know, all of my friends with long hair and jean jackets and all that, we were nerds. Yeah, we went yeah. out and partied and all that. But trust me, we weren't bad boys. Well, so no way. I, I, dude, I could count on one hand how many times I partied in high school. You know, because I didn't do that stuff till I got older. Oh, okay. I, I, because one. Nobody was around me, right? Okay, I couldn't right. really get get out to them. But two, I didn't care to. Like, I you know, like, like I've always had so much energy, which is probably why, like, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends because most people couldn't handle me. But I mean, like, I always had so much energy. Like, I, I didn't need any um, other enhancements. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like. I, I was the kid who was constantly being sent to the office or the counselor because I would speak my mind and I obviously had to there be on go. drugs because I would. And meanwhile, right. they're like, oh, you're on drugs. You should be more like so-and-so here. I'm like, well, so-and-so is the fucking dealer, you idiot. <laughs> you know? And, and of course, I'm not going to say that because I'm not going to fucking snitch. But it's right. it's like, ah, you guys are fucking clueless. I would just smile and nod and be like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's just so much ridiculous bullshit. And like, I think about how her parents reacted, like, because in because the, they made her break up with me, and we still ended up going to prom together. It was like a weird whole whole weird situation. Okay, uh, hey. but um, <laughs> yeah, man, like it was just it was just weird the whole thing, you know. And I, I, I see. Just, I so oh, yeah. No, no, I'm just I was, like I don't even know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I I see Facebook statuses from from people, especially young young girls in their mid twenties that you know they have they have kids now or they're you know furthering their education or whatever, and they're like, yeah, I don't really get out and I don't do much partying like you probably think I do because when I was in my teens, I was the one blackout drunk in the field. And all that. And that was a regular thing. And it's like, you know what? No, 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 no. See, I was never that bad. Yeah, we, yeah, we partied on the weekend. But it, it, it was house parties, you know. And I always stumbled home, you know. And I was ended up safely at home and in bed. And, like, I didn't, I, I never passed out anywhere. I was never blackout and all that. 
you know, I've so that's why I'm when when people say how at 50 can you go out and piss it up on a Tuesday night? Well, for starters, my work hours are later in the in in you know in the mid in the midday, so I can turn any night into Saturday. But I did my share, but I didn't do as much as a lot of people did. So I'm I still got like Steve Joe Joe Perry on on um, Decline of the Western Civilization Part Two. Yeah. He he made that 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 statement about how when he's retired, you know, he wants to have a a couple beers sitting on the porch when he's older and all that. But he feels that he can't do that anymore because he had his drink card and his drug card filled up years ago. Yeah. Okay. My drink cards nowhere near filled compared to a lot of people. You know, because oh, when my when my daughter came along or when she became a certain age, I never wanted her to see me in any sort of state, yeah. in any sort of inebriated state. My daughter turns 18, you know, she's, you know, hanging out with some people that were good people, you know, but they, they went to the bars and all that. And her friends were making special brownies and all that. So I was like. Why am I on the straight and narrow and all that? I don't have to be, you know, the perfect dad for her anymore. She's out and about having a good time. Well, this is my time now, too. And I still got a lot left on my drink card because I didn't waste it in my 20s and in my teens. Yeah, so there are big parts of the 90s that I don't remember. And <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, like, I, I actually regret drinking that much. Like I, I wish I would have never given in because I was never a big drinker. And then I, I wish I could pinpoint the moment where I was like, "F it," and I started drinking like crazy. But I mean, I okay. really, like, I really didn't start drinking until I was twenty-one. You know, and I've never right. been, in, I've never been a bar guy. You know, but I mean, there, there was a time where I could really hold my liquor. Now I can't, and you know, I. I like. I wish that Gene and Paul would have been more vocal about the fact that they were not pissing it up then, okay. as they are now. Because like, had 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 Gene come out in an interview and been like, "Listen, all you guys getting fucked up or stupid," I would probably would have never had a drink in my life. <laughs> You know, because I mean, like Gene's just been such an influence for for so many years. You know, I, I probably would have looked at that and be like, "Okay, never again." You know, like, like in my teens, like yeah, because like, dude, there are big chunks chunks of the '90s where I am really fuzzy. Ah, uh -huh. you know, and there are there are also um, basically, if you knew me in the '90s, you have seen me naked. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, whether you wanted to or not, <laughs> you wanted to or not, yeah. yeah. And I and that had nothing to do with being drunk. Like that happened sober ninety percent of the time. <laughs> like you, you'd show up at my house. I'd answer in my underwear if you were lucky. <laughs> you know, like my uh, my buddy Frank. He he brings his um his fiance at the time to meet oh, me because we, we we hadn't <laughs> talked in forever, and he just shows up at the house. And like, like, you know, his, his wife laughs about and jokes about it to the station. Like the first time I met you, you were in your underwear. 
I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, the, that's, that's yeah. pretty much how most people met me the, for the first time. You know, like that's my natural state. Like I, I have always been mostly naked, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. And, and, and I think it's because of that, that people always thought I was drunk and, you know, it's funny, like looking back now, I'm like, you know, what? I wonder if I first finally gave into the peer pressure. Like, you know, if somebody tells you you're a piece of shit for long enough, you start to believe it. It's like, oh, you, you druggie. It's like, I think I finally just got sick and tired of people thinking it and said, all right, I'll get, I might as well make it true, you know. Uh-huh. And now here you are, a year later, you're literally a Cub Scout. Not anymore. Nicholas is not no? in that, but I was a Boy Scout no, at the time. Not- you know. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you enough. Know. But but so did I ever tell you about my first Boy Scout troop? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Let's 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 go from blackout drunk to your first Boy Scout. No, trust trip. me, this goes hand in hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the first Boy Scout troop, um, my mom jokes to this day that the merit badges were hot wiring, um, you know. Uh, like counterfeit money, like that kind of shit. Because, um, like my first troop were just a bunch of hooligans and they were always getting in trouble. And again, like I really was the boy scout. Right. And so we go on this one camp out and I like me, this is probably me and John Caddick. I can't remember who else was there, but I know John and I were totally innocent. Cause I think our, either our parents had come by that point, we were taking around the camp, but, um, <laughs> A bunch of the other guys decided they were going to turn all the canoes loose at, at the Boy Scout camp. And this is like our oh, last day as we're leaving. And holy shit, did the shit hit the fans. So, like, they had to, like, you know, use motorboats to get, get all the canoes back off the lake. And I think this was, we went to, like, a new camp. And that was our one and only time going to that camp. <laughs> but um, was that Troop Yeah, that was Troop 412. That was Troop 412. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. And, um, yeah, so, like, we we go there. It was such a big blowout after that. Like, everybody was so freaked out. Like, my my dad, John's dad, they ended up pulling us out, of, pulling us out of that troop, and put us into an, another troop together. Um, but maybe that's the problem. You guys were together. Yeah, yeah, me and John. Yeah, it was me and John. John, we we were the hooligans, you know. But it was oh, dude, it was just so funny. Like that that troop, man. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, like like they were the opposite of Boy Scouts, and like what whatever whatever stereotype you have in your head for a Boy Scout. It was the opposite. Like that was a rock and roll fucking troop, dude. Right on. That's that rock and roll Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was right a good time. On. Right on. That's that's actually me metaphorically. You know, like 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 I said, I was the metalhead, the biggest metalhead in school and all that. But I wasn't a bad boy. You know, I was. But I was. I was. I was a good guy. I was a good guy. Maybe that's. Maybe that's why I never got laid till I met Mrs. Snowy, I guess. I don't know. Because I was a good guy. I wasn't a bad boy. See, that's where I did embrace the rock and roll lifestyle. While I wasn't into drugs and drinking, um, I really enjoyed women. <laughs> well, hey. Right. Hey, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I really didn't whore around. Like, if I had a girlfriend, like, that was it. You know? Like, mm-hmm. um. But I mean, you know, again, going back to the nudity, as often as we could get naked, I was all for it. 
Oh, of course. Um, and then if I didn't have a girlfriend, it's like, well, who's available? Like, well, you know, let's. I've, we've met for ten seconds now. How are you? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, you know, like, I, I guess I was just really a male slut. You know, like I, I don't even want to like, or you know what? Somebody described me once as like a cat. Like I would just rub up against everybody and hopefully somebody pet me, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Now that we've traumatized all of our female listeners with this, I think, I think it's time we're going to dive into some music here. Go, let, let's go back. To when we were teenagers. How about that Necrophagia record? Yeah. A season of the dead. Let's, uh, well, okay, you know what? This song from that record has always been my favorite. So let's go with a Painful Discharge. <laughs> Insane, trying to survive, rather than cheating, I'm within my 
Congratulations to veterans pessimist who recently signed on with a season of Mist Records. Really looking forward to some really cool new material from them. Let's we went there right now, kind of a deep dive into their vast discography. That was the stench of decay from Cult of the Initiated, which. As I was writing that down, okay, Cult of the Initiated, um, yeah, like, I would think if you're in a cult, if you join the cult, you are initiated, I guess. And do they mean like hazing, like, you know, they break out the sheep or something? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Oh, good on him, good on him. Looking forward to new material from Pessimist. And once again, that's too bad we're just not going to get any more new necrophagia as we lost Killjoy so, a couple of years back. I gotta ask, yep. if you were going to join a cult, what cult would you join? Oh, if I, what cult would I join? Hmm, hmm. There's so many. I mean, do you see yourself starting your own cult? Uh, the cult of Snowy? Yeah. Uh, like, so the, have the, you seen the, yeah. the second season of Umbrella Academy? Yes. Okay, where Klaus starts a cult, which is fucking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I just, I love that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I could totally see you doing that. Like, you know, like, especially like back, back like in your teens and 20s, like Snowy Jesus, you know? <laughs> Long hair, yeah. sitting there. Yeah, yeah. 
and really it it would be just us everyone in the cult that I was to you know it would be just be us you know a case of beer looking at you know Metal Forces magazine oh right oh that was my teens I guess that was part of the yeah, cult see? And, <laughs> and so we, we'll call you the children of the darkness I like that, that, that now that sounds very cult like I like that I don't know kind of with what we do with radioactive metal I don't know maybe we have a cult, a cult of listeners that actually take time out of their their busy schedules once a week to listen to what we have to say to rot their brain with and all that. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like, you know what? I think we're going to go with that. The cult of radioactive metal. There we go. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. So, go ahead. congratulations. You did start a cult. <laughs> we did start a cult, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. shit, dude! Well, our longtime listeners, okay, our longtime cult members will remember this band in tonight's indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Oh, geez, I don't know. Long time. I didn't remember when we had them on, but I know a little long while back now, we had Montreal Sinistry on in our indie spotlight. And they are back once again. I think they were gone for like eight years. They never signed on or anything, but they really caught our attention back then. So when their latest release, their comeback release, I guess, Civilization's Coma came across my desk. It's like, holy shit. Man, here's a blast from the past. I remember this band so i slapped it on cranked it up really cool stuff so without further ado to our veteran listeners here on the cult of radioactive metal you will remember montreal's sinistry and to our new listeners um grab a beer cracker open sit back and relax, and you are going to enjoy a, a brand new band. This is Montreal Sinistry with Dead to Me. <laughs> No matter what they say, 
www.facebook.com slash sinistrymtl for Montreal or sinistry.bandcamp.com. Go and grab a digital copy if you would like from, of Civilization's Coma there. Great stuff, great stuff. And I'm glad they're back. Great band. Great band, great band. Well... Once again, thank you so much to Mark and Isaac Buell. Um, whatever we uh, the future holds, whatever we can do to have these gentlemen on again. Hopefully, it won't be because we lost, you know, some someone else. Something you know, a little more pleasant, like tonight's creature feature. Um, Hell yeah! How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, they can use the internet, and the internet's a wonderful place. So I do have a question before we get into all that. Snowy, how do you feel about spiders? How do I feel about spiders? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm that guy. I'm that nerd. I'm that spaz. When you say spider, the first thing that comes to my mind is Spider-Man. Thank you. Me too. Okay. <laughs> okay. The second thing, when you say spiders, right after that, I think of the old 50s movies with the giant tarantulas, yes. the giant spiders and all that, Earth versus the spiders, stuff like that. That's the second thing I think of. Okay. The third, the third yeah. thing I think of I is how, how we've demonized the spider. Yes, right? You know, with... You know, like they're just animals. They're just, they're just insects. They're just yeah. going about the world. They're not evil. They're not out to spin a web on your face so you suffocate. They're not out to suck all your blood. They're not out to suck radiation and destroy your town and all that. You know, it's just they're animals. Spiders, wolves, sharks, snakes. Yeah. You know, we've we've demonized them into something like they're not. Yeah, and you know who I think is behind that demonization? Alligators, because alligators haven't been demonized near enough. Those fuckers are <laughs> demons. They are <laughs> lizard walking demons. Those are modern day red dragons. Yeah. But so I bring this up yeah. because um, um, I told you I was working in the yard today, and I was taking down my compost bin because we're going to put the shed there and I don't want bugs collecting back by the shed. And so I'm trying to figure that out. Well, I opened the thing and there's this huge fucking spider living there. Like okay. huge dude. Like you need to check out my Instagram so you can see how big it is because I posted <laughs> on my Instagram, like, okay, who knows what kind of spider this is? Cause I mean, it, it's not a black widow. Cause I've seen those here. Right. Right. And um, it's not like a wolf spider because I'm pretty familiar with those from Pennsylvania. Um, but it's a big, one of the biggest spiders I've seen like outside of like a fish tank, you know, like when somebody's like has it in an exhibit. Right. And I'm like, holy crap. So I didn't realize how many people are like deathly afraid of spiders until I posted that picture. I didn't even hashtag it. And people are like, no, burn the place down. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and the thing is, like, I, I did end up killing it because it was pretty big and I was kind of concerned. I'm like, not 100% sure what this is going to do, but man, this might be one that I need to kill so it doesn't hurt anybody in the family. 
And um, it turns out like they can bite humans, and because uh, it was like it's like a what they call it like a dark fishing spider, I think is what it, what one of my friends finally told me. And then of course you know I'm the smart ass. I'm like, well, stream fishing or ocean fishing? <laughs> <laughs> like like where do I need to take it? You know. Um, but it, like so many people are just freaking out over it, and I mean, I I felt bad because like I I. I, believe it or not, I actually killed it by accident because I was just kind of moving it with a shovel to see if I could get it to move. And then it curled up. I'm like, oh, shit, I heard it. You know, and I'm like, since it was already hurting and kind of, you know, like when something is dying, that little like move that the legs make, I'm like, fuck, I just need to kill it now. You mm. know, but, but I mean, like, that's that's really like, that's not my thing. And it's great to hear hear you have that similar view because like, and that's obviously like your, your you know, Wiccan wife, Mrs. Snowy. Um, because like, I, I will say it uh, now I've said it before. I will beat this flag until my dying breath. But if there's one thing that all religions can agree on, it's like, we have to take care of the earth. Right. Definitely. My son and I get into this argument all the time because he wants to eliminate all the bees. I'm like, but Nicholas, you enjoy honey. That's right. You won't have any honey. In fact, we probably won't have any food because that's what bees do, dude. You know, I'm like, everything has a purpose. He's like, no, we can live. I'm like, no, everything has a purpose. Everything has a place. Stay out of its way. You know, he's like, because he, I think he got stung once and he's been freaked out. And I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, you were stung once. Like my, I, I, when I was a kid, um, because remember I grew up in the sticks. So Mm -hmm. my grandmother was up mowing our property because she had like a riding lawnmower and lived over the hill so she'd ride it up and she'd take care of mowing our property for us and so i ran out with my little kodak 110 instamatic camera and i took her picture well where she was riding and i'm assuming you probably have insects similar to this in canada but we had the bees that would make their nest in the ground like the yellow jackets you know and she had run run over their nest with the mower, stir them all up. Well, I no. ran to that exact same spot um, and and took her picture. Well, I go inside and all of a sudden I look down and I see two yellow jackets clinging to my jeans and then my legs start just like, you know, you feel like those pinches. Like I'm screaming. I'm like ripping my pants off. I got stung all over my legs. You know, um, so I'm like making the baking soda paste and putting it on my legs and all that sort of stuff. I mean, thankfully, I'm not allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. But I, but anyway, all that just to say, like, you know, I found this huge ass spider today and realized that so many people are afraid of spiders. And I mean, like, I'm I'm not a huge fan, you know, like, I'm certainly not going to keep one for a pet. But I yeah. also like I, I really I don't like to kill anything unless it's inside the house. Yeah. You know, and even then, like, I try to get it outside. Get rid of it. Yeah. I, I don't understand the fear. Okay. Black Widow respected tarantulas. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. When I see someone freak out because they see a spider or a wasp or like something. Like a daddy I, long I, leg? Yeah. I look at them and I say, who's the higher life form here? Yeah. It's supposed to be you. It's yeah. just the spider. You know, like, like oh, yeah, man. Mrs. Snowy, she had the, the back door open and there was a spider coming in. Right. And instead yeah. of freaking out, she just said, no, no, 
nope, sorry, Mr. Spider, you can't come in. And she just kind of shooed him away. That's yeah. how I am, man. We got like <laughs> you know, frogs <laughs> and lizards. Like one night we had a bird fly in the house and I thought it was a bat at first because I, right. the one night uh, we had this wreath hanging on the door and I went to open the door and something hit me in the face. I'm like, oh shit, was that a bat? You know? And then a couple nights later, I open the door and it flies inside. I'm like, oh fuck, I have to get a bat out of the house. And bats, I do worry about because of rabies, right? Like, so you right. have to be very concerned about that. So I'm like, okay, all right, don't get bit. I'm like, what's gonna be the best way to, like, I've got all this thing. And then finally I find it. I'm like, oh, it's a bird. Okay, I can do this. This is easy, you know, so we get the bird out. But I mean, like, we had a lizard on the chain of our, um, our cuckoo clock the one day. And it was it was a baby dude. It was like barely an inch long, like total, right? Like with the right. tail, like it, it was adorable. You know, it's the American animal, like like the the um, pet store chameleon for anybody who's wondering what it looked like. And so I just cut my hands around it, slide my hand down the chain, have my you know my my daughter because my daughter is the only other person in the house not afraid of these things. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter opens the door we take it outside i show her she's like oh it's so cute can i hold it i'm like of course you can hold it you know my son freaks out because when he was uh, when we just moved here he got bit by a lizard and when i say bit wow. by a lizard it put its mouth around his finger and yes you could feel it but it didn't break any skin like like, but but he cannot let go of that memory, and that was like six years ago. You wow. Know? You know, at four. So, I mean, apparently it's pretty traumatic. But so, like, my daughter helps me get the lizard out, you know. But anyway, like, all, all that to say, like, take care of the earth, all God's creatures, or whatever you believe in. Mm -hmm. Right? But we're here to tend the earth. Damn it, don't fuck it up. Anyway, That's so. That's right. That's it. Radioactivemetal.org. You can see all our back episodes there. Download them, listen to them, curate them, enjoy them. At RedMetal666 for Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> check us out. Definitely. I know, dude. Every every time. Check us out there. Um, Facebook.com slash RadMetal. You can drop us a line. RadMetal666 at gmail.com. Check us out on Spotify. Thanks to Shiny Wizards Network. We are in the Shining Wizards Network podcast family on Spotify, so you can listen to us there with all those great podcasts from ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, which also includes our sister brother um, station, A Wrestling Night in Canada. And mm -hmm. um, as we proved last week that A Wrestling Night in Canada, every episode starts with Snowy and the other hosts um, using the Wrestling Buddies and you know putting on their <laughs> own, um, uh, own show there. Right, that that's, uh, sometimes it's so hard for me to keep a straight face when I make up this bullshit. But um, so, and then of course you can hear us first every Thursday night. Fuck, I almost said radioactivemetal.net. That's not it. PureRockRadio.net, and I feel like I'm missing something. Did I miss one of our like other ones, other than like the snail mail thing? No, no, that's it. But yeah, that reminds me. If you are, you know, if you remember the metal back in high school in the '80s, no doubt you will remember the back of Metal Forces magazine, where there was the pen banger section and there was the 
There was the demolition section where we 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 traded we communicated not through email but through good old fashioned snail mail where we traded demos and live tapes and all that good stuff and that's something that I still have a love for so if you are like your cool uncle snowy and you want to communicate that way please get a hold of us through facebook Pen bangers, baby. Pen bangers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, definitely. And we'll exchange details. And I will say, I've said this before. Okay. If you have a friend, if you're in a band, if you have a friend that's in a band or whatever, and you are putting out your demo tape, your independent release, you slap it onto a cassette. You fire it off to us through the snail mail, the old-fashioned way, the way we traded live tapes and demos. We will bump that particular band up to the top of the list for our indie spotlight. Yeah, but please email us the MP3 or the link because Lord knows (laughs) we're not going to be able to get that sucker converted. That's right. That's right. Uh, the The days of putting the tape recorder up to the radio... Yeah, not going to be able to put the old ghetto blaster up to the computer in order to record your band that way. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. Like, I was thinking about this segment of the show earlier this week. Uh, my wife got one of those sharper image catalogs. And in it, they have, like, the old-style Walkman, if you remember the old cassette Walkmans. But mm-hmm. it puts a flash drive in it, so you just basically play the tape and it records it to MP3. Oh, so you can convert okay. your cassette tapes that way. I'm like, what a great and you little can, idea. It's only you can like 60 bucks. To, you can play your cassette in a Walkman and it converts the sound into a... To digital, yeah. So you MP3. take all your old cassettes, especially like when we think about all the old demo cassettes out there that probably are not replicated in any way. Like what a great mm-hmm. little thing to like, you know, again, archive history. You know, I want one of those. Send send me some details about that. I want one of those. That's I will, awesome. man. I will. I'll see what I can find uh, for you. Okay, okay. In exchange for that, I'm going to uh, play you a really cool band that we're going to go out on. Um, Swedish thrashers Skeletal have their new record, Unveiling the Threshold, available right now from Hell's Headbangers. Let's go out with side real lifespan um that's it this has been a schools in episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off